Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. In 2008, as casualties from Canadian military fighting in Afghanistan were mounting, the Canadian Armed Forces created the Joint Personnel Support Unit, or JPSU. A main JPSU and eight satellite versions. Members of Canada's military who were ill, and that includes PTSD, and or wounded, were told to present themselves to JPSU for help. The idea being to get them back into their units or prepare them for careers in civilian life. Well, this week there was a report or a review issued to Canada's top military officer, General Jonathan Vance, on the JPSU. And it was determined that it's failing Canadian Armed Forces members. And JPSU staff themselves are suffering burnout. One decorated sergeant committed suicide after JPSU exposure. We've been reporting on this issue for quite a while, more than two years, with Chief Warrant Officer and Sergeant Major Barry Westholm, a 33-year Canadian military veteran and former Airborne Regiment member. He was named the top non-commissioned officer at the JPSU in uh, eastern Ontario and was so disturbed by what he found that Sergeant Major Westholm told us as long ago as two years ago that he retired from the military. That's when he did retire in 2013 because of what he encountered at the JPSU. Sergeant Major Barry Westholm is back with us on the program. Hi, Barry. Hi, Roy. How are you? Good. Good to have you back. Pleasure to be here. Let me just, uh, before we get into the issue, let me also introduce Jenny Mignot, wife of a Canadian soldier with PTSD. Jenny Mignot has a very active and well-respected blog and Twitter account on shortcomings of CAF dealings with PTSD-suffering members of the military. She has a series of videos in both French and English on the issue, and she publicly confronted Julian Fantino in front of network television cameras last year when he was the Veterans Affairs Canada minister, shouting, Mr. Fantino, I'm just a vet's spouse. You're forgetting us once more. We're nothing to you. Uh, Jenny Mignot has quit her job to be her husband's caregiver, and she also lives in fear that he'll commit suicide. Jenny, good to talk to you. Hello, Roy. And you were on with uh, with Barry the last time we talked. At at that time, Barry, uh, the re- the review was being being organized. Was it was it not the last time we talked? The one well, that the general Vance talked, has now. The review had been tabled, and some of the recommendations in that review were put into play. Uh, one of them, and again, just to show you the idea of of how extreme things have gotten in the JPSU, was a uh, the CDS's general order to have the uh, units get a van. And the reason I touch on that is that's not a general's job. That's a, that's a corporal's job. But the things that the JPSU had had gotten so bad that a general had to stop in or step in so that they could oh, rent a van downtown. And, and he wanted to do that, right? He wanted that review. He wanted the report. He ordered that report, yes. That was one of the first things he did upon uh, taking uh, command of the Canadian Armed Forces. So, so take us back to when you joined the JPSU, Chief Warrant Officer, Sergeant Major. You're the, you're the uh, senior non-commissioned officer at the JPSU. Your job was what? What were your expectations, and what did you find? Well, the Joint Personnel Support Unit was a great concept. It still remains a great concept, and the intent was to uh, replace a really uh, uh, lacking one, the SPHL, they called it, um, with the Joint Personnel Support Unit, which provided the leadership in uh, one place where anybody that was injured could go, including families and veterans, to, to get the access to support services Canada-wide. Brilliant. So what they did was um, basically standardize everything from coast to coast. That was the plan. And supported veterans that were in the, the bad system 
by having them come on over to the JPSU and then opening it up to, uh, to veterans and service members that might be impacted by the war in Afghanistan. Uh, it sort of stood up in 2009, and by early 2010, it was maxed out. Uh, that is to say, we were at our limit as far as providing uh, good support. Um, from 2009 to my resignation in 2013, uh, the JPSU was locked in a manning freeze uh, by its uh, higher command, and the support services dwindled and dwindled and dwindled as the, the persons posted in kept increasing, uh, I think it was 200%. So uh, in 2013, I realized that if I was going to be responsible for, for the people under my, uh, my care, um, and I, I couldn't get the, the uh, senior commanders to recognize the, the problems facing uh, these posted in people, I couldn't, I couldn't be part of that anymore. And I, I quoted uh, there were three suicides in my region that I couldn't say hand on heart. Um, I couldn't have done better to prevent, and I still can't say that. Uh, because when you've got that amount of, of people requiring that amount of one-on-one -on -one support, and uh, they, they tax you so overwhelmingly, you, you, you are culpable in some way, and uh, I couldn't do it anymore, so I, I, I left. And then since that time, I've been pushing as hard as I can as a civilian without the restrictions that the military uh, puts on a, a military uh, member to convince the government and the, uh, the military to, uh, you know, get this unit fixed out because the amount of good it can do for, for our injured military people, veterans, and, and the families. And that's where, where Jenny's sort of stepped up as well. Uh, and a lot of people have stepped up where they really shouldn't have had to. That unit was there to, to do what these people are, are filling in the, the vacuum with, their, their, their personal efforts. And uh, I truly hope that, that General Vance looks at the situation um, holistically because it is a mess. It's dysfunctional now, right? Well, totally dysfunctional. Beyond, it's beyond dysfunctional. They've sort of, you know, written their own rules as they went along, and the language is just so um, foreign to military language, which is foreign to Canadian language, that even people within the unit didn't understand what the unit was about. and. They were employees. So, so Barry, if you're a member of the military and you need help, let's say you have PTSD, you need the help. It's 2012. You do what you're supposed to do. You do what you're told to do. You turn to the JPSU for assistance. By the way, you're not culpable. You, you did everything that you could to, to make this system work. You informed your superior officers of the situation, and then you resigned a really spectacularly successful military career over what you couldn't um, you could you couldn't change because they you didn't have the, the help you didn't have the, the help from the from the superior officers but when the, if 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 a member of the CAF with significant PTSD issues showed up expecting assistance at JPSU in 2012 what would have happened to that person well you've just uh, you just hit on the problem there's there's four letters that are synonymous uh, with each other JPSU and PTSD if you've got one you should be under the care of the other if you've got PTSD, you should already be in the JPSU because it's a, it's a longer-term convalescence to, uh, to get better from that, and you should have the direct support of the JPSU. But if you don't, well, then you're, you're, at a, you're at a bit of a disadvantage. But given the way the JPSU has been managed, if you are in the JPSU, you might be at a greater disadvantage. So your concern was that of those three suicides that you told us about, 
And you can't just say suicide and let it go as a, as a word or a statistic. These are human beings that, that dedicated themselves to Canada's military and, by extension, dedicated themselves to the people of Canada, the principles of Canada, the country of Canada, the history of Canada. These are the best of the best as far as I'm concerned. Your concern is and these not, members are the best of the best, were, were not served, and their suicides may be, deli- may be related to that. Well, once again, uh, when I, I served at a board of inquiry for suicide in uh, in the JPSU, the unit that's meant to, to prov- you know provide support to these people that have uh, issues such as PTSD and other issues and their families, um, I told them straight out. I said, "There's no way that I can say that I did enough because I had uh, you know one the one unit this fellow was uh, posted to had uh, 70 people in a section, which normally only has like 10 people, so." What can I say? Did I know what was going on in this person's life? Did I know uh, if he was struggling? No, I didn't know. Should I have known? Yes, I should have known. Um, so for sure, if, if a unit such as the GPSU, which promises support for people with uh, PTSD, can't provide, you've just put these people in a crisis position because they went to the GPSU or were posted to the GPSU with the understanding that they would get the support they needed to, uh, to get better transition back to the Canadian Forces right. or be set up for success as a civilian. And they and went there they with hope in their hearts. Yeah. Let me take a break. Sure. We'll come back with former Sergeant Major Barry Westholm, and we'll talk to Jenny Mino as well about what Jenny's doing. Stay with us. The JPSU, Joint Personnel Support Unit, put in place in 2008 to help Canadian Forces members who had injuries or who were ill, including PTSD, post-traumatic stress disorder, and it became dysfunctional. And nothing was done. Nothing was done by those who had the power to do it the senior officer corps, nothing was done to get it back on track. And so you have a dedicated uh, military man, Sergeant Major Barry Westholm, Chief Warrant Officer, resigning from the military after 33 years in utter and total frustration over what he's had to deal with as the Chief Non-Commissioned Officer of the JPSU, not able to do what he wanted to do, should have done because he wasn't given the tools and he wasn't given the support. Now you have the Chief of Defense Staff, General Vance, calling for a review, and that review has underscored and has supported everything that Sergeant Major Barry Westholm has told us for the last two years. Jenny Mino is with us as well. At Mino Jenny on, uh, on Twitter, that's M-I-G-N-E-A-U-L-T-J-E-N-N-Y, also on Facebook. And, uh, and Jenny works with and for PTSD-suffering members of the military. Um, yeah. Her husband also has PTSD, is a 20-plus-year member of the military. Jenny, what does this say to you, the JPSU story? Um, and, and, and then maybe build into what you're doing to help people with PTSD. Here, here you are, one person, and you're very highly thought of, and you have a, an excellent presence online on social media, and you have a good network um, which you put together, and yet you have the JPSU, which became dysfunctional. What does it say to you? Roy, since Christmas Eve, the Van Doos here in Quebec lost two of their homes to suicide. Okay, this is how important this is. In both cases, they were uh, new veterans, both of them served in Afghanistan. Both of them were 42 years old. Both of them were fathers and sons. Oh so to begin with, 
I'm so happy that we are finally talking about the JPSU and it's getting some attention. It, it's needed because what is going on actually is unacceptable. And today I have to talk to you on behalf of the families because they are the one I'm thinking about right now for the past week. I mean, the despair is real among the military community here, but also among the family members. To begin with, we must understand that how, how much the JPSU is like a ground zero to wounded serving members and to their families. And in many cases, the sufferers and their healing and the transitioning process to civilian life will lose their families at one point. And in the next relationship, maybe this person will meet a civilian, just like it was our case in my husband and I and our children. So it sounds fair to say that in my shoes, okay, uh, the result of the JPSU's abandonment becomes directly veterans a fair burden. Okay, this is really ground zero. So you don't provide the help needed to serving members and their families undeniably. The impact will be directly felt at home and eventually outside the military community. But more importantly, Roy, the JPSU was tasked to help the families when it's happening. And it's a question of life or death. Well, reading the article that was published in the Global Mail uh, was it just a few days ago, uh, December 28th? If you read it carefully, and unless I'm mistaken, in the article, the only reference to the notion of family concerns the fact that 13 members were recently allowed, and I repeat, allowed, to be reunited with their families before Christmas by being transferred to a support center close to them. Well, I'd like to remind you that these members are already suffering of prolonged injury or illness, and how many are kept isolated from an important support system? How many families cannot be there for their loved ones? How is the distance impacting the families year long for, for everyone? Well, I had the opportunity to meet with Lieutenant General White Cross, the, the Chief of Military Personnel, just a, a few weeks ago. But I have to say that I'm disappointed that nowhere in the article families are mentioned, although the JPSU has a responsibility to the families in terms of providing the resources and making them available by educating a family to support a wounded member, but also to limit the collateral damage and a degradation of a situation that might lead to suicide. They have to be recognized as full allies to the process and acknowledged in terms of their needs because many families are facing despair right now because of the waiting, the unavailability, the incoherence of the system, the fact that just people don't know where to turn to. And all this time, Roy, time is a silent killer. The despair is real, and there is no greater pain than to see someone you love wounded being abandoned by a system, the JPSU in this case, while doing the best you can dealing with everything that you don't understand and are not equipped to deal with. You know, Families should be considered as much as a priorities as the serving members in the process. And it takes no time, Jenny and Barry, and we only have a minute left, but we'll talk again. It takes no time for the reputation of the JPSU's failures to become very much um, a situation of awareness within the military ranks, eh, Barry? 
Oh, no, well, you know, when it starts going sideways like that, everybody starts talking, and, of course, then there's a reticence to come forward. And uh, in doing so, the JPSU has become the exact opposite of what it should have been. Um, and it's just so damn unfortunate that they went the way they did. It could have been really a, a world-class uh, thing that Canadians could be proud about and, and showing the rest of the world how to take care of their, their military members serving and retired. It could have been uh, an awesome thing, and it still can be if uh, General Vance goes the way he's uh, going and uh, gets aggressive at it. I thank you both for joining us. What I'd also like to see is the man in the corner office on Parliament Hill, the Prime Minister, stepping in. He's uh, taken great interest in many other issues. He should take great, just as great an interest in the men and the women of the Can- Canadian military who are suffering, and suffering because of the failure of the JPSU. It's not the unit that failed. It's the organization that ran it that allowed the unit to fail, and that does not include Sergeant Major Barry Westholm. Barry, thank you. Jenny, thank you. We'll talk again. All right. Take care, Roy. Thank you.